Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and I am joined here by my co-host, the coach, Stephen Pintado. Stephen, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good, Nate. You know, uh, week nine just wrapping up here with a pretty hard-to-watch game, but it's, it's still football, and it's still something for fantasy, so it's not too bad. Yeah, here in 2020, we really can't take uh, for granted the, even these types of games after, you know, we had that sportsless stretch there in the springtime. But again, it's not a beautiful game by any means. Uh, like I said, guys, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And Steven, where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me over at Coach Stephen P. Easy enough there, guys. Remember, we are daily here in terms of podcast every day. Uh, Monday through Saturday, we have a podcast dropping on Sunday mornings at 11 p or 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Brian Wentworth and uh, some members of the We Know Fantasy uh, contributors hop on to do live streams, start sit questions like that on our twitch.tv slash We Know Fantasy. So uh, as long as you are consuming this podcast, I assume you know where to find us on every major podcast network. So remember, Monday through Saturday, a lot of podcasts dropping for you. Uh, visit our website, WeKnowFans.com, where our weekly series comes out, breaking news articles, and more. So there's plenty of uh, you know content there for you guys to uh, get the leg up there in your fantasy team. So uh, there's no excuse for you guys. Let's go over week nine results. Last week I was here solo as the waiver wire is rather limited. Drew Locke, Denver Broncos, had 30.22 points in a great game by him. Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins, both the Olympus Colts, had 5.8 points each. Gus Edwards, the Baltimore Ravens, had 9.4 points. Nicole Hardman, the Kansas City Chiefs, had 7.8. Marvin Hall, the Detroit Lions, had 5.8. Darnell Mooney, Chicago Bears, 9.3. Jordan Reed, the 49ers, had a rough outing, 1.3 points. And Ross Dwelly had 8.2 for those 49ers as well. So let's get into the things here. We have, uh, you know, last week was kind of a drought in terms of waiver wire. And I think this week we have some great options uh, to go with you guys. So let's kick it off here. Steven, kick us off here. Who is your quarterback to target? Oh, yeah, guys. It's my boy, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, rookie, you know, it was really great to watch that. Oh, great! That was a great Cardinals Dolphins game. There, I can't admit as a Dolphins fan, it was great. But in terms of fantasy, uh, Tua showed something. You know, we were waiting. All right, didn't happen in week eight. All right, what it is, what it is. But week nine, he played really well. Granted that the cornerbacks for the Cardinals weren't the best because they had some injuries, but the fact that he played a great game still, he had a rushing floor of like 35 yards. It kind of showed like, all right, he can do something in the NFL. He can at least be a fantasy producer for us in fantasy. And that's what we were able to see in week nine. And now they go against the um, Los Angeles Chargers who are coming to Miami. It's never a great time when a West Coast team has to come to the East Coast. And the Chargers have been up, you know, two plus touchdowns over the last three games now uh, to the quarterbacks that they're playing. And again, the matchup just sounds great. Them coming across the country. Uh, I think, too, if you're looking for a bye week replacement, uh, has a really good shot to produce another strong fantasy game. Yeah, it's kind of weird. This Dolphins team is so competent. I know we uh, we kind of marked off Tua last week uh, because of that, you know, you know, sub 100 yard game. But the game flow really didn't need him to uh, do anything besides, you know, hand the ball off there. Uh, this week we saw some more of that. Still, 21.42 fantasy points on just 28 passing attempts. 
Uh, 248 yards, two scores, no turnovers, like you said. Ran the ball well a few times, a few sacks in there. Be at, he averaged 8.9 yards per carry. That's what Tua does for you. And this Miami Dolphins team has something about it that is uh, not only fun to watch, but they're producing some fantasy v- relevance down there. So, yeah, I'm with you here, Stephen. Uh, have you ordered your Tua jersey yet? Oh, I've got the Tua jersey right after the draft. I've been wearing it every single week since he started playing, so... I'm all aboard the Tua train. There we go. Uh, happy to see something finally happen there for your Miami Dolphins. Uh, my quarterback is a repeat from last week. Drew Locke, Denver Broncos. He's owned 20% of Yahoo and 13.42% of ESPN leagues. So Drew Locke had a fantastic game last week. Um, he threw 48 times, completed 25 of those for 313 yards, two scores. Had a rushing touchdown of 47 yards for 30.22 fantasy points. Fantastic week, like I said. He's now thrown 40-plus times in three straight weeks, so you know the usage is going to be there. He's going to put the ball in the air. This Denver Broncos team, you know, it's not the defense we've seen in the past where they have to play from behind and throw the ball. Um, Like I said, he was our top streaming option last week, and it really paid off against that Falcons team. But it only gets better because he plays Las Vegas this week. So this is like a a twofer. If you picked up last week to play in that that Falcons game, you get him against Las Vegas, who have allowed the 10th most fantasy points to opposing uh, quarterbacks. You know, Drew Locke. Here, he's only still started less than, I don't know, probably, what, maybe 10, 12 games in his career, less than that. Uh, so he's still, you know, getting better with each game and, you know, putting the ball up 40-plus times uh, for a waiver-wire quarterback is someone that I want to target, especially someone who's off a 30-plus point performance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, it was it was a great, and, and it's not that he played amazing in that game. Believe me, I, I watched most of that game there. Uh, the fact that he just got the got the garbage time and and fantasy that's sometimes that's all we really need. And again, the matchup was good. He performed what we thought we was going to. And yeah, uh, he's had another great matchup. Uh, I love that. I love that one there, Nate. Yeah, I think they even snuck out there with the W, didn't they? Against uh... no, Atlanta actually held on for a while. Oh, against Atlanta, that's what it was. Okay, they held on <laughs> once in their lives. And yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> rare thing to see. Let's move over here to running backs. We have some good names for you guys here. Let's kick it off with a former Miami Dolphin, Kalen Ballage, Los Angeles Chargers. Now we have Austin Eckler still in the IR. We have uh, Justin Jackson, who left the game after one play, came back in and left the game again. So uh, not sure what's happened there with that knee. Kind of rushed him back. We'll see if he's available for this week. But our board, Ballage, is just owning 1% of Yahoo and 0.1% of ESPN League. So he's out there everywhere he went for 15 carries 69 yards and a score saw three targets uh last week there for the chargers uh joshua kelly saw nine carries but saw five targets uh call all of his targets so if jackson is to miss sometimes balance could be a plug and play uh they're getting the dolphins this week actually who have a rather uh, poor run defense with those you know that decent uh cornerback duo they have that kind of forces the the uh, opposing offenses to try to push the ball up the middle and they they have a you know, opposing offenses have, have done that rather well. As Miami has allowed the seventh most fancy points to opposing running backs. So, uh, you know, this is a long-term he- deal here, but at this point in the season, bye weeks, injuries, you're just trying to get week to week. You know, the playoffs are just two to three weeks away, uh, surprisingly enough. This season has flown by week 10 here we're talking about, guys. So you're looking for a running back balance could be uh, or should be your guy uh, as long as Justin Jackson is sidelined. Yeah, that he definitely provides you with possibly this weak value. It really will depend on Justin Jackson, but you might as well pick him up now, hold him in case Justin Jackson has to miss next game. You get a guy who, I mean, he just put up 15 carries this past week. That that was great. So, I mean, like Nate said, it, it's just 
if you need a guy, you need a guy this week. We're getting close to the end, so just take advantage of what you can. Um, going over to my first guy, I went with Duke Johnson. Uh, and it really came down to, you know, David Johnson um, getting that concussion early in the game there. And now he's in the protocol. There's a chance he gets off before Sunday, but there's a chance he doesn't. And this is the time to take advantage of it. Get a guy like Duke Johnson. He performed relatively well. I mean, I believe he like, I think he put up like 60 yards and had like four or five catches. And, you know, ever since Bill O'Brien kind of left, he has been a guy who's been seeing more work in the passing game, just in a general sense. So if you're looking from a more of a you know PPR floor kind of guy, uh, Duke Johnson could give that to you. And if he happens to get the start in week 10, you have yourself a possibly a low-end RB2 for you as well. So. Yeah, 20-plus touches between rushing attempts and receiving targets there last week. Like you said, 70-some yards. Uh, even found the end zones had a good week for them against Jacksonville. Gets Cleveland this week, and like you talked about, uh, he's a very good receiving back. He's seen nine targets and nine reception over the last two games, averaging just about, let's say, 8.3 yards per reception over those two games. Um, you know, we know how bad Cleveland is against the pass. So, uh, you know, even if David Johnson is back there, Duke Johnson may have some standalone value because of that pass work. But especially if David Johnson is gone with that concussion, Duke Johnson is a flex play. Like you said, even low in RB2, I trust him here against his uh, Browns defense, especially, uh, you know, they're catching the ball in the backfield. All right, guys, I'm going to go back to the well here. J.D. McKissick, he's been on the series multiple times this season, and I'm not sure why he's still available, guys. Washington football team's running back here. Uh, let's see, he's owning 24% of Yahoo and 34.4% of ESPN League, so still under that mark, that 40% own mark I can stay against. But come on, guys, this guy saw 14 targets last week. Uh, Kyle Allen, you know, we know suffered a gruesome injury, dislocated ankle and a small fracture to go along with it. So his season is probably done. So now we get uh, we get Alex Smith. He's a starting quarterback here of uh, the Washington football team. Is Dwayne Haskins has fallen out of favor and whatever's going on there, the, co- the coach's decision to sit him each week. I mean, they're going to be forced to uh, to dress him. I don't know if he'll get the field, but as long as Alex Smith, J.D. McKissick is a must-own and must-play. This guy is probably, you know, uh, he's he's up there. He's probably my number one target, I would say, because running backs are so hard to find for those bi-week plug-ins. I know I'm playing some pretty bottom-of-the-barrel guys in some leagues because of injuries and bi-weeks. But like I said, 14 targets, 9 receptions. And, you know, in week five where Alex Smith did play for Kyle Allen, who I think had a concussion that game early on, he saw eight targets. So as long as Alex Smith is there, you know, that gruesome leg injury two years ago, not fully, you know, kind of scared rightfully so when the, when the pass rush is coming at him. So he's going to dump the ball off early. He's going to dump the ball off often. Jamie McKissick is this guy, PPR monster, must dead, like I said. And, uh, you know, he's going to see over 10 plus targets as long as Alex Smith is in that lineup. Oh, yeah, I, I like this one a lot here. I mean, he needs to be owning more leagues at this. He's a must-own. Maybe he's not a must-star right now, but he's at least must-own at this point. The fact that he's just so involved in this offense here, the defense is solid, they're okay, and they're using him. I mean, especially with Alex Smith now, like you said, Nate, I mean, it just seemed like the more of a match made in heaven for him to kind of dump it off more than kind of air it downfield. And he saw, I think, I think 83% of the snaps this week. Uh, he just needs to be a guy that you need to have on your roster here, no matter what the format, maybe a little less than standard, but especially in any kind of point per reception, he's just seen a huge target share this season. I believe he's got like, I think it's like almost 50 targets on the season so far. Yeah, something insane like that. And uh, something worth noting, Bryce Love is you know, making his return soon. He's coming off the IR, so you know, keep that in mind. But I don't think uh, he's really going to take away any of J.D. McKissick's uh, touches because it's mainly a pass-working game. 
Hopefully, it doesn't take away from my boy Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. So <laughs> we'll see, though. Hopefully, now hopefully they work him in very slow. So uh, I guess we'll go back to my second one here, and I went with um, Jordan Aikens. We kind of, I'm sure Nate, you kind of mentioned him last week, I believe, and he's a guy. I mean, he saw again more carries than Jordan uh, Jonathan Taylor this past week here. I mean, it happened again. It's not like we like to see that because obviously we all love Jonathan Taylor, but you have to kind of just suck it up and say, hey, Jordan Wilkins may be a thing that you might want to grab now while you can. We talk about how Jonathan Taylor, is this, he's got this great matchup during, down the stretch. He's going to be fantastic. But what if he's not? What if he just doesn't get that? What if the coaches just don't trust him to get the job done? Enter Jordan Wilkins, who has run pretty decent over the last couple of weeks now, and you might as well go get him now while you can before maybe they sit Jonathan Taylor or the week where Jordan Wilkins has that 20-carry game again. Uh, it's the time to do it. I mean, he's still relatively owned in a lot of leagues still from what I've seen. So I think if you're like a more of a contender, maybe maybe not as much of a, you know, I got to get the playoffs kind of guy, um, you might want to pick him up now and hold on to him and see maybe he is the guy who ends up being the better of the two backs down the stretch and maybe get yourself a, an RB2. Yeah, we saw Jonathan Taylor put the ball on the ground. If you were to, you know, put anything against his game coming into college or coming to the pros, it was, you know, usage in college and the inability to hold on the football. This is his first home of the season. We don't know how that's going to go forward, but, you know, the Colts are here at five and three. There is, you know, there is, you know, trailing the Titans by a game. You know, the Ravens at six and two, they just lost to the Raiders are five and three, you know, Dolphins five and three. You get, they're on a playoff run. They're trying to get the playoffs here. So are you going to trust the guy who just recently put the ball on the ground who, you know, maybe losing confidence because he knew he did that in college so much? Who knows? But, yeah, Wilkins needs to be rostered, you know, stash. If you're a, if you're a Taylor owner, you should have Wilkins anyways at this point. But they get Tennessee this week who uh, that defense isn't the greatest, you know, better against the run than they are the pass. But, yeah, guys, make sure you're rostering this guy. And, uh, you know, Taylor only saw six – only saw six – um. Six carries and two targets last week after that fumble. So we'll see what happens here moving forward as this team fights for the playoffs. All right, Steven, let's run over to our wide receivers now and kick us off here with, uh, you know, someone that is, uh, you know, I just talked about, uh, just talked about uh, one ending up as Colt. Let's talk about another one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Michael Pittman, guys. Uh, I, I've been a big fan of Michael Pittman. I mean, since the draft process has begun and, He's finally kind of coming back right now on a team. He's kind of healthy, and this team needs offensive playmakers right now. They just don't have any. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's banged up. The tight end core is just kind of all over the place right now. And, I mean, Zach Pascal has been their, like, best guy since, like, day one, and it's just Zach Pascal. It's nothing to be impressed about. So uh, Michael Pittman saw the team high uh, seven targets, I believe it was, this past week. And, again, he's a young, talented wide receiver who I think deserves an opportunity to um, see more work as we get down the stretch here. The Colts are trying to fight for a playoff spot. And if you're looking for a wide receiver to have maybe a second-half breakout, it could be Michael Pittman this year. Yeah, look at the schedule. They have the uh, Titans, Packers, and Titans. Uh, next three games, all, you know, both those matchups, because uh, they're playing the same team there, uh, are not good, you know, are not uh, bad matchups. Tennessee's rather poor against the pass. Green Bay suspect to the pass. So uh, we know what Rivers there airing the ball out. No, he turns it over, but he still airs it out. Pittman could, uh, you know, easily become that wide receiver one there in a few of these games. And, you know, this is what we talk about league winners down the stretch. Got to find the value where the value is. And Pittman coming back, 
Seen a team high seven targets, four receptions, 56 yards. Hasn't found the end zone this season, but that's coming. This guy's a big body, sure-handed type of guy, uh, a true athlete. And, uh, you know, this is a this is a, a matchup I'd like to see. Thursday night football, actually, this week uh, at, at Titans, and those Thursday night games can be all over the place. So we'll see if see some Pittman in, in prime time and see what he can do for us. So my first wide receiver here is a guy that I was high on coming into the season, you know, then his exp- then it's kind of tampered my expectations early on, and now it's uh, paying off those shares I have of Curtis Samuel, Carolina Panthers. He, uh, you know, he's owned in 30% of Yahoo and 42.4% of ESPN League, so, you know, a lot more owned in ESPN, which you usually see on the Yahoo side of things, but that's where we stand there. Uh, you know, he is, he is having a very hot last few weeks here. Uh, last three weeks, he's 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 scored at least seventeen point three fantasy points. Last two weeks, at least twenty one point four. You know, have a tough ma- tough matchup with Tampa this week, but with his recent production, he's kind of you know matchups are really scary. They're getting the ball in his hands, end around screens, deep threat, you name it. They're getting the ball in his hand, and you know this Titans. Uh, I apologize, Carolina team is playing rather good. Teddy Bridgewater is throwing the ball an exceptionally high percentage rate, so you know the the receptions will be there because of with the ball on target. Uh, you know, and, and Curtis Samuel is a playmaker. They get the ball in his hands any way they can, and and have him, you know, go for, go for, uh, go for it. And he's had 20 targets over the last three weeks, so he's averaging just shy of seven per week. Uh, you know, this is a guy you must add. He's available in you know less than a third of league. So this is a this is a goes without saying. Go get yourself Curtis Samuel. He's out there. Oh yeah, definitely. He definitely needs to be an own player on your at least your roster on your bench right now. I mean, he's playing amazing right now. There, you really see right after their their after that game against Chicago when he was kind of injured. Ever since then, he's just been on fire. I mean, in full point PPR, I mean, seventeen plus fantasy points each and every week. He just, I think Matt Rawl Rawl has found a way to get this guy so involved in the offense and in different ways. And if it just comes down to rushing or if it's you know in the passing game. He's just being amazing so far, and the fact that he's continuing to see this, and I think he will continue. I think they want to run their team like this and use these guys to their fullest ability, and that's what Curtis Samuel is kind of a gadget guy who can do everything. And, you know, even with McCaffrey still there, he showed a great work, and McCaffrey could be out next week. You know, there's rumors that, he, you know, that shoulder Don't injury. Don't say that. Shoulder he finally got him back, and now he's going to go out again. I know. I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't, but um, he could – Curtis Samuel could be a flex play this week against a tough Tampa Bay defense who showed that they have weaknesses in the secondary. So uh, I like that one a lot there, Nate. And going over to my uh, my second guy now, yeah. Um, I picked Preston Williams, guys, and I know he's injured right now, and, and I understand that. And I, it looks like he's going to be kind of okay. Coach said he's going to try to tough it out and try to you know continue to play. And so this might be not a a Tuesday ad, but maybe a Thursday or Friday ad when you get more of that injury report there to kind of keep in mind. Because if you saw him, he and kind of two were sort of having somewhat of a connection early on um, in that Cardinals game. I mean, he played the first, I think, two and a, a quarter and a half and before he got injured, and he was four for 60 in a touchdown early on. Uh, Preston Williams looked his way very quick and off, and there was just one play where it was just throw and Preston Williams turned at the right time, and it was a sideline catch. It was pretty nice. Uh, he could be someone who could give you some kind of a flex appeal. I talked about the Chargers being kind of worry on the road uh, cross country. Uh, if Preston Williams plays, he could end up having a really strong fantasy day for you as a flex option. 
Yeah, Preston's been a guy that we've featured on this series before. Uh, quietly has four touchdowns on the season. Didn't even really know that. Has gone over 100 yards before. You know, when he does this, he's a, kind of a big play type of guy. You know, he gets, you know, five targets or so a game, but, you know, can really put up uh, points in a hurry. Like you said, uh, four touchdowns is, you know, impressive. And, and you know, we rarely talk about this guy. Four touchdowns through, what, nine weeks is something for a wide receiver, especially someone down there in Miami who was going through quarterback change and doesn't seem to phase him because he saw five targets, 60 yards, and a score last week. Uh, so I'm with you here. Get this guy, stash him, and, uh, like you say, bye week uh, guy, plug in and could get you a bunch of points. So my final wide receiver here, I'm going Jalen Rieger, the Philadelphia Eagles' first-round selection. He came back last week, uh, and then he got a bye this most recent week. So he's all healed up there. I think he had, like, a thumb injury or something. But let's talk about the schedule the Eagles have for the rest of the season. So they go to the Giants. They go to the, they go to the Browns. Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, and Washington. That is a fantastic schedule for any wide receiver, if you ask me. And prior to their bye, uh, Carson Wentz was the quarterback three over the previous three weeks. So he's cooking. This team is cooking. Jalen Rieger is finally back. So if you're being Wentz's top guy with this schedule ahead, you are a must-add. And I would go as far as saying this is probably my number one add of the week. Uh, the potential's there. Uh, you know, flex play, wide receiver two even. Uh, this guy's going to post some points for the rest of the season. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, no, I, I like Jalen Reger as well, uh, especially coming off a of bye. I think that's a big, a key thing. You know, he was, you know, healthy last time he played two weeks ago. And then he gets a fresh bye to kind of heal up even more. And now uh, the game play, they have to revolve this game plan around them because they need to get a guy, they need to get Carson Wentz airing the ball downfield again. Uh, and Jalen Reger was really good at that early on in the season, those first couple of games he actually played in. And he, I'm surprised he's so low owned in there because I think he could end up making a big impact on the second half as well. Uh, I have, a, I probably have him as my number one this week, unless Alan Lazar is out there. But uh, I really like Jalen Reger too. I think he could end up providing you a great value that you need to pick up now before he kind of takes it. I think they play the Giants next week, so uh, that yep. could be a big week for him. Yeah, definitely a, a game changer there for you for the rest of the season. I think the injury there really had people drop him, so he's kind of coming back from that, and that's why he's under the mark there, 40% owned. Uh, but let's finish it off here with tight ends. I'll kick it off here with, uh, you know, you talked about some guys from your team. I'll talk about a guy from my team, Jordan Reed, the 49ers. You know, we, not, we may not see George Kittle for the rest of the season. We probably won't. If I were the 49ers, I'd be shutting him down. Uh, this 49ers team is in shambles, but if we know one thing, we know that uh, they like their tight end, especially Nick Mullins, if he continues to be the quarterback of the team. You know, Nick Mullins, there's no understanding this guy. He comes in, plays extremely well against a, you know, a, a tough matchup that he comes in, and then he's just awful. And then next week he'll probably go off again. But we know he loves his tight end. George Kittle had that record 2018 season with him as his quarterback. Uh, Jordan Reed coming back from injury, had some good, you know, production early on in the season. Uh, and the Fortnites have a favorable schedule, especially for pass catchers moving forward. Saints, Rams, uh, Bills, Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and Seattle left on the schedule. So there's some great matchups there. Uh, for the pass catchers, it's just a matter of, you know, this is a this is a tight end that, you know, you're not confident in starting each week, but, you know, it's kind of the bottom of the, t uh, you know, kind of a top of the bottom of the barrel, I guess you'd say. So somewhere there around the bottom third of the barrel uh, where he could put up some points in a hurry, but could also leave you with a dud. And that's what you uh, kind of find there with the lower tier tight ends. But, yeah, looking for a potential, uh, you know, 
uh, snap counts and things like that. Ross Dwelly really isn't a pass catcher back. He's a he's a, or a tight end. He's a block catcher, a blocking tight end. Excuse me. So Reed should be the guy moving forward as long as he can stay on the field. Yeah, no, uh, I, I like. I mean, obviously Reed has been a guy who's just been amazing when he's healthy and actually on the field here. And yeah, don't be discouraged by like that Thursday night game. It was his first game back. It, you know, I think he's going to see more involved in this offense because, I mean, he's just. Very talented. He's, I think he's definitely more talented than uh, Ross Dwelly. I mean, as long as he's healthy and on the field, he's a guy that I think will probably see more involvement, especially with the whole offensive coming back. Besides Kendrick Bourne, who's on the COVID again. Uh, but I don't know. Jordan Reed's definitely a solid pickup for you this coming week, guys. For sure, for sure. And how about you uh, finish us off here? Yeah, I'll finish us up here. Um, I did go with Dalton Schultz, and I, then I realized well, Dalton Schultz on the bye, but – if you're looking for a stash, Dalton Schultz, you know, he's been performing with all these backup quarterbacks still. So if you're looking for more of a long-term option and you need just to hold, if you can hold on to him, he's great. Uh, but Trey Burton, if you're looking for a week 10 uh, play, they do versus the Titans. You just saw Jimmy Graham go for 20 fantasy points again on them this past week here on a quick week. Uh, Jack Doyle's probably not going to play with his concussion injury. Uh, Trey Burton should be a pretty high pickup this week if you're looking for a, a start and play kind of guy. Yeah, for sure. So there we are, guys. That's the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast for week 10. We just have a few weeks here before the playoffs. That's insane to talk about. This season has flown by. Before we sign off here, Stephen, one more time, if people find you on social media. Hey, you can find me on social media at Coach Stephen P. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Remember, wherever you consume your podcast, we are daily for the rest of the season. So check back for that. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, anywhere you would uh, consume a podcast. So that way, when we drop a new podcast, you get that update and you can tune in to get your fair share of the We Know Fantasy content. Our website, weknowfantasy.com, has some great articles, weekly series, breaking news, anything and everything to help you with your fantasy football team can be found there as well. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you. Later.